Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Z Time Chat, the podcast by Gen Z for Gen Z. I'm Sophie, one of your co-hosts with Marin. Marin, what type of drink or what type of tea are you drinking today? <laughs> I like how you left that open-ended. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I am drinking um, butterfly pea tea. Again, not from <laughs> butterflies urine. Um, the pea, I felt like I needed to specify that. What are you drinking today? I'm just saying, of all of the animals, pee, I would be most willing to try butterflies. Butterflies, yeah, exactly. (laughs) You know, maybe it is. We don't know. (laughs) Um, I'm drinking multiple things, but I'm just going to share that I'm drinking chamomile tea. It's nighttime for me, so (laughs) cheers. So smart choice. Um, so to start us off, we just wanted to let everyone know we now have a TikTok account. Um, so yeah, go make us TikTok famous. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> um, Do yeah. on TikTok. Tick, tick, TikTok. Um, TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> because it is like unique and different content than what you might see yeah. on Instagram or YouTube or any of the other platforms on which you follow us. And you should follow us on all of our social medias, which is Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Yeah, (laughs) you'll just find us under the Z time chat. I mean, there are not a lot of accounts titled like us and it's the same profile photo for everything. Um, But yeah, we'll be posting like little behind the scenes snippets and stuff like that. So go give us a follow. Um, And speaking of TikTok, we had a few comments giving us different you know, like request on what to talk about. And um, one of our major ones was which we're talking about Harry Potter. Um, now for Harry Potter, I don't think we could do a whole episode on that. But I mean, we could, but we, maybe we won't. Just uh, <laughs> but maybe we won't. Um, <laughs> uh, or maybe we will. I don't know. Yeah, we'll we'll we figure will. it out. But um, but just to respond to that viewer, um, my Harry Potter house um, would be a Hufflepuff. What about you, Marion? I've been told I am a Gryffindor. I've taken a quiz. I've been told I'm a Gryffindor there, but it should be known. This does not come from me because I have not read Harry Potter. Yes. So So, Marin has just become the most hated (laughs) co-host of this podcast, which is making me happy. (laughs) But here's the thing. I feel like with everything, uh, which is going to interestingly kind of segue into what we're going to talk about, but with J.K. Rowling sort of getting canceled and being very transphobic right. I'm sort oh. of like which side of history am I on though no but oh okay whatever <laughs> <laughs> well to be fair um I don't know I I I mean I am definitely into Harry Potter I mean my whole family has watched Harry Potter and read Harry Potter so I'm not a poser like Marin but <laughs> I'm joking but um I am more of a Percy Jackson girl myself and I know that the author, Rick uh, Riordan, I think, he hasn't done anything to be canceled. So, yeah. Or is has he? haven't read. Oh, no, man. <laughs> Our whole friendship is just, like, crumbling I know. today. No, I feel so bad. So I feel like I'm more relaxed now. But in middle school and high school, I was kind of a snob and refused <laughs> to read any young adult fiction because I thought I was too cool for it. <laughs> I thought I was cool reading it, you know, <laughs> in elementary school, not so much middle school, but like, mo- well, yeah, at probably most middle school too. I was like a huge reader. And I thought, you know, like sitting at recess reading like a book was so cool, um, which it wasn't. And my teachers actually were like, no, you have to go talk to people. <laughs> so <laughs> I mean, I don't know. <laughs> 
No, anyway. I, just, I used to read. I just didn't read like YA. I only read things oh, before, yeah. like 1900 because I was that kind of obnoxious. Yeah. So if you're going to cancel me for anything, cancel me for that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you that. I mean, no, but I shouldn't, but I, I have read a lot of like English literature, so I can't cancel you for that either, because then I would be canceling myself. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, no, there, it will spiral into <laughs> books and literature. That could also be an episode, to be honest. <laughs> that is true. Reading, I love that, actually. Oh, my God. Like, the bookstagram, like, all of the book accounts on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Oh, love them. Love them so much. Yeah. But anyway... I, I- I especially oh, like, oh no, go ahead. I was just going to say, how are you doing? Checking in. What's going on in your life? Um, I'm doing pretty well. It's finals week, so it's, you know, hectic, but but pretty good overall. What about you? I, I'm good. I just turned in a big assignment. I don't have my exams until after Christmas break, so I get to stress oh. about them the whole time. Nice. Um, <laughs> but I had such a good day today. I'm wearing pants that make me very happy. They're like red bell bottoms. Um, that just made me happy and I've started knitting during my lectures and it keeps me focused and it just it puts me in a great place so I'm in a great mood (laughs) yeah no I mean knitting and I I don't knit I crochet so I mean but it's definitely very you know therapeutic in a way totally and I don't know I I have a rocking chair at my house and sitting in the rocking chair and knitting and being like a very, very stereotypical grandma gives me like another sort of like peace and calmness. So I would recommend you trying it. Oh, and then I have these huge librarian glasses and I'll just wear them. And I, I, it feels amazing (laughs) because I feel like I've, you know, like time traveled to when I'm 80. (laughs) Yeah, no, but definitely. So that sounds fun though. Knitting. Okay. So Mary, Uh, Let's start our episode (laughs) content. (laughs) Um, What is cancel culture? Okay, so I guess I should have pulled up a dictionary definition, but I feel like most people are familiar with the term. Basically, it's this idea that in our society, I'm going to go ahead and say mostly, well, no, I'm just going to say society generally, uh, but particularly on social media, when somebody in a prominent position uh, says or does something that some number of people decide is uh, politically incorrect, inappropriate, um, or just straight up offensive and not okay, and they get quote unquote canceled. Uh, So like people usually unfollow them, they'll get canceled, most of their bookings will get canceled. Um, I'm trying to think of like recent examples. Um, Yeah, like exposing with like videos I've seen a lot. Yeah. You know, uh, stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. So a good example is uh, J.K. Rowling recently. Uh, She came out with some very transphobic comments. um, And then after sort of like not relenting and being like, oh, I was wrong. I apologize. I understand. I might have hurt some people sort of like backed it up. And so a lot of people have been saying, oh, like what? I don't really think you can be part of the conversation anymore. Um, And that's, I don't want to say that's trivial, but there are examples um, where it's like smaller, but in other cases, people say like Harvey Weinstein got canceled because he was convicted of crimes. Um. Yeah, no. And it's funny because there's like definitely two sides to cancel culture, you know, where it's like the small petty stuff. 
Um, and then the huge, like, why isn't there being legal action taken, <laughs> you know, at this point? Um, it really is like a huge, like night and day sort of situation, but it's all in the same, you know, societal idea, you know? Yeah. It's, it's really weird. Yeah. And sometimes it's as small as, you know, like tweets getting pulled up from, you know, 2013 or something. Um, and then sometimes it is actually like, you know, yeah. uh, R. Kelly or something like that. Yeah. So how, how do you feel when you hear the word cancel culture? What do you think? What's your immediate reaction? Well, I think it definitely depends on the situation. I think it, in my mind, again, it is like I just said, it's very, you know, like night and day with the situations. I remember um, when the whole and I'm going to be using examples, but, like, when the whole, like, James Charles thing happened, I don't know if you remember it or if you even, like, saw it, um, but he, like, he endorsed, like, a, a, a gummy bear company, or it was, like, the, the sugar bear, whatever, vitamins thing it was, and he was canceled so hard for that, and it was because um, his friend and, like, mentor had a rival, rival ring company company um and they were like oh why are you endorsing it when your friend has this company and then and then she came out with a video very pissed off about it um canceling him and like oh th uh, this is wrong she was like a an emotional hot mess about it um and then like a bunch of other beauty youtubers came out and were like oh my god how dare he he's canceled there were other stuff that came up and just because of this, like, one instance, uh -huh. and he was, like, completely canceled. He lost, I think it was, like, 500,000 um, followers in a day. It was something, I, I don't know the specific numbers, but I thought his career was just, like, completely ended. And so, you know, in that situation, I was, like, even when everything was going on, I was like, what? I don't understand, <laughs> you know? <laughs> what did he do? That's um, so funny. I thought he, because I... I told my one of my housemates that we were talking about this on the podcast, and so mm -hmm. we had a conversation about it. And she also uh, referenced um, him, and I. She said he was canceled for something else. So I'm very interested. I guess it just goes to show how quickly these things happen. Somebody can be canceled one day, yeah, and then it just flips around. Well, I know that there were a few different things that were brought up um, with that. Like, she, so Tati, the, the friend who had the other, you know, um, company, <laughs> I know, I, I feel like I'm a gossip channel right now. I'm like, oh, and Tati did this, you know, but it, it's like a bigger thing, you know. Um, and so I know that um, Tati was like, oh, and his behavior just in general isn't okay, and brought up a bunch of stuff um, that he later debunked, you know, and he was just like, you know, it was a, a different um, perspective or whatever. And, you know, like watching it, I was very, I felt really bad for him because, you know, it was just like kind of a, a spur of the moment decision for him to endorse it. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it wasn't even like that deep, you know, <laughs> and he just like, his career was almost ended. But then there's like another situation with a TikToker who was found to be like, texting and and asking for like nudes from a 15 year old while he's a an adult you know but but he he still has his platform i believe he still you know 
is walking as a free <laughs> person, not a convicted, you know, <laughs> predator. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like there's this double standard and I, I just like don't get it, you know. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to wrap your head around like what's going to get you canceled completely and indefinitely, but then what is going to just be like, oh, no big deal, you know. Well, and when it comes to canceling, I am very much in two minds about it. Um, because part of me thinks, and, uh, Jamila Jamil talks a lot about this, actually. She's really good about, like, saying how pointless she thinks cancel culture is and how really it's toxic and it does nothing for our culture at large. Um, and I look at it, like, specifically from, like, a political standpoint, um, Mm -hmm. we're going to cancel people for, you know, being wrong about something and just saying, hey, you know what, you can no longer be part of this conversation. We don't want to include you. I think it sort of feeds people into like you know if you do that from the progressive like leftist movement it feeds into like the alt-right yeah um, and people not being welcome in the progressive movement and I think that's really problematic if we want to build and like unite and go forward in the future so we can't alienate people but at the same time ironically I learned this on TikTok and I hadn't heard it anywhere else that cancel culture actually this is this idea like originated in like the queer black community um like i want to say like in the 70s or 80s and it was a way of like taking back the power and just shutting down those who had too much privilege and too much like voice and like reclaiming their place and their narrative so there's just so much to unpack (laughs) yeah well, I mean, I think to say that something comes from that, you know, community is very um, probable because a bunch of stuff comes from that community. Of course it did, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm not surprised at all by that. Um, yeah, no, there, there is a lot to unpack. And I think, you know, even if you don't think of it like as a societal influence, you think of it very political too, like you mm-hmm. mentioned. Um, I also saw a TikTok, and I, I feel like, you know, our, our sources aren't, you know, amazing, but, it, you know, <laughs> um, that's how, you know, the word gets around right now, but, um, and they were talking about how, like, Congress works, and how, like, um, voting within Congress works, and how eventually um, AOC is going to vote in a way where it's going to anger the the left, you know, um, because she needs a vote in return. And not saying that, you know, she herself is corrupt because she's probably, like, one of the most uncorrupt politicians there is. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's just how it is right now. And that, mm-hmm. and when that happens, you know, her reputation and her um, standing as, like, Gen Z's favorite politician is going to just completely you know, crumbled to the ground because of cancel culture. So it's yeah. funny that you bring up, like, the politics yes. aspect of it because that's so true, you know? Yeah, this is sort of unrelated, but that is one of my, like, ah, uh, <laughs> that's the bone I have to take with the progressive left as a part of that is that our inability to compromise and to understand the importance of compromise specifically within our system in the United right. States. Yeah, and failure to recognize that that frustrates me so much, but that is unrelated. But <laughs> no, I don't think it is though, because I think you know compromising is a huge thing that 
happens, you know, yeah. or that needs to happen with cancel culture, you know, right. um, and not saying, and I know this may be taken out of context and I myself may be canceled, but, um, I mean, I'm, I don't have a platform, so I can't be canceled, <laughs> but, um, um, what was I saying though? Um, <laughs> um, but when it's obviously when it's something like completely racist or, or homophobic or, um, even like predatory, you can't compromise with that like idea. But if it's something where it's like, oh, this and this person said this, you know, um, and I think that that's wrong, or you know, like the again, what you were saying with the politics of it, you can't. You, I mean, people are not going to agree with you one thousand percent. Your best friend in the world is going to have something, you know, that you're going to disagree with. You know, there's going. to, I mean, you're your own you, you know. Um, no one's going to have the same 1,000%, you know, ideas. So compromising is, you know, essential. Right, right. And, yeah, it, oh, it's tough because I, one of the beautiful things about canceling to me is that it demonstrates the, how, like, how much of a democracy social media is in some way. And I know you can argue that, because of algorithms, it's not, and it's all rigged, and the programmers ultimately have all of the control. But to a certain extent, the idea of someone can have as much money as they want, or as much political power as they want, but if enough people on social media say, you know what, you're wrong, and you're toxic, and you're hurting people, we're going to unfollow you and cancel you, I think it's a great way of like mobilizing and demonstrating people power. Yeah. But at no, the same time, how it gets misused. Um, yeah. And it's just hard because I think even in cases, so like, okay, and this just two most extreme examples are, I think, R. Kelly and Harvey Weinstein of like the Me Too um, yeah. culture. And mm -hmm. I mean, they were very unapologetic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so they were like canceled fully. But an interesting thing is that R. Kelly, his music actually was repopularized once he was quote unquote canceled yeah. um, and became like a more popular figure. So where does backlash factor into it? And I know you were talking about one of the TikTokers in our last episode um, <laughs> who oh, yeah. was canceled one day and then gained like twice as many followers or something. Yeah. And no, it that? Yeah, no, and it, it's crazy because I don't know, um, and, okay, so a, another completely different TikToker, <laughs> but one who I have personal beef with, not like I've ever met her or spoken <laughs> to her, but um, is Trisha Paytas. I don't understand how this woman gets her platform, and she does stuff that's, like, so beyond um, wrong sometimes, you know, and she backs people who are, you know, um, people who are very, um, what is it called? Like problematic. Mm -hmm. And, but she still has her platform, but you know why? Because like people will go back and watch her videos on TikTok. And so TikTok's algorithms boost it because, oh, more people are watching it, uh -huh. but it's in a negative way. But then either way, she still gets boosted, you know, Yeah. which is crazy to me. And I think that's what happens with R. Kelly too, because it's like, oh my God, 
like R. Kelly, who, wait, what song did he do? And then you look up the songs and then, you know, you listen to the song and you're like, oh, that's right. Oh my God, I hate him. But you still listen but to that song. But it's still a good song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you still listen yeah. to it. YouTube is going to be like, oh, people want to hear this and put it on the timeline, you know, or yeah. whatever it is. The Explore page on Instagram, the same sort of thing, you know? It's like, how, how does this stuff keep happening? Um, the same thing with like the D'Amelio family. Um, they're was they they uploaded like a vlog and people thought that they it showed them to be like very privileged and un, ungrateful even though they're you know like millionaires at this point right. <laughs> you so know all their fame and stuff. And ungrateful. <laughs> yeah and and they were being ungrateful to like one of the chefs I think mm. so, something had happened but people went to go watch the vlog fully to see when that happened you know so right. then they got like millions of millions of views right and then again it's boosted and then so, something like tiktok where there's like the creator fund and you get money from you know people watching it it's like yeah you know what's going on so being canceled is a form of relevancy is basically what that means i would say so i i, I definitely think that yeah. you know yeah. like you get something out of it <laughs> which yeah. is crazy well and you know? i know like the the like celebrity or influencer like apology video has just become like a, a hilarious like trope on TikTok. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, I've seen some of them that are very sincere. I yeah. think like one or two of them that you know, I'm like, no, they're they're genuine. Mm-hmm. But the, <laughs> but there are some where I'm like, you really did just like cut and like poured, you know, some eye <laughs> some eye drops to make it seem like you're crying. Yeah. <laughs> Or, you know, again, like, a meme on TikTok. I mean, I'll, yeah, it's, it's funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. It's, it's hard because I so acknowledge that, that, and honestly, it was really funny. So I was doing, I was reading a couple articles before we recorded um, just to be like, what's out there? Give me a briefing on cancel culture. And I was reading about some cases that I didn't know about. And my mindset sort of going into recording this episode was that cancel culture is toxic and... certainly like basically I think it's becoming irrelevant and we need a more wholesome way to go forward Uh, but as I was reading this article I was finding these people who had you know said racist things and I was immediately going to my Instagram and unfollowing them so as I'm I was like just perpetuating the cancel culture (laughs) and then realizing I was like oh wow this really like taking away people's platforms yeah is really powerful Well, I I definitely think that, especially when it comes to racism, um, like, there should be no tolerance for that. You know, Mm -hmm. like, I mean, we're in 2020. Obviously, I'm not saying that we're, like, not a racist country, because we are, but, (laughs) you know. (laughs) Let that be very clear. We are a very racist country. Actually, both countries that we are currently in. I think the world is just very racist. (laughs) But but you can't... um, I, I totally forgot what I was saying. Sorry. <laughs> we are a very racist country. Um, and so, like, you shouldn't have a platform, you know, if you're going to be a racist person or yeah. an intolerant person or a homophobic person or a transphobic person. But what I will say is when you dig up a tweet or a video when it was, like, 1999 or 2002 or something very, very old, and you're like, oh, my God, so-and-so said the n-word or so-and-so said this slur um it is kind of 
interesting to me, you know, because I'm like, that was like over a decade ago, you know, I mean, people do change. And then, and then you'll see the responses and they're like, first of all, like we grew up with that word. It wasn't like we knew the meaning and the context behind it. And it's true. You know, like a lot of people didn't know, you know, I just felt sorry. (laughs) A lot of people didn't know. That's great. Sorry, guys. <laughs> a lot of people didn't know that content or or that context of of that word or that slur, and not and not in any way excusing it, but if they're owning up to it and if they're acknowledging it and if they're you know apologizing to that community, I don't see why there shouldn't be that sort of like leniency or not leniency because that sounds. Horrible. I mean, that's not leniency. That's just evolution that's the learning to me yeah that's how it should be we say we find something we dig it up however it comes to light and we say hey this is actually not okay and then someone says yeah. wow and they're given the time to like educate themselves and yeah. figure it out and then come forward and say hey that was wrong i can do better yeah. let's yeah. move forward together um, yeah no definitely. that's not what a lot of people do you call them out and yeah they throw a fit um, yeah the point space it's like bye (laughs) yeah and i think the point of which i'm trying to make is like if you own up to it if there's some sort of like uh apology or you know um or consequence not even consequence when it comes to like that sort of thing but consequence if you had done something like illegal you know or you know like something like that then you do have them to grow, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, you're a human, you, you're allowed mistakes, and yeah. it's completely natural. But if you're like, oh, I'm going to go about my life, and we're not going to talk about that incident, yeah. then that becomes a problem. Then that becomes, yeah. oh, you're trying to hide it. You're trying to, you know, do this. Yeah, it, it's just a very interesting topic. <laughs> you know? It is. I want to do something that I actually didn't check with you before I said we should do this. <laughs> but <laughs> I think we should tie this in to the election that we just had okay. um, because, and I think I've brought this up before because I really struggle with it. Um, but a lot of Gen Zers, uh, when they post political things on Instagram, TikTok, as a form of like self-preservation will say, if you disagree with this, you can unfollow me. I don't know why we're friends, basically. Mm-hmm. And with the current division in our country, uh, which I think uh, really saying unfollow me is a form of cancel culture based on political ideology. Yeah. How do we allow people in our lives who may for like say be Trump supporters, how do we allow them to learn and uh, move forward? in that way without canceling those relationships, be them online or in person? I, I think that's a very like weighted question. <laughs> and I think, um, I think different people have their own way of going about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I know my specific way. And I mean, I, I, I know I have a few peers that I know are very right wing, you know, um, that I had gone to high school with. I'm fortunate enough that I, I don't believe any of my family you know, immediately is a Trump supporter. So thank God. (laughs) But I I do ask myself, like, what would I have done if that had happened? And I do have a few really good friends who, yeah, have Trump supporter family members. 
Um, I do have like a distant, distant aunt that is, but you know, like I don't talk to her anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> but in my perspective, it's like, um, you know, if you if you back a specific person who you know is completely against me as an individual, you know, <laughs> um, then like, why are you in my life if that's what you you stand for, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I get that aspect. That being said, if it's someone like, um, what's his name, Mitt Romney, you know, who, yes, he's conservative, yes, he, you know, if he met me, would he be, like, completely thrilled to know me? (laughs) I I don't know, but he hasn't done anything where it's, like, send them back home or, you know, negative towards my people, you know? He hasn't done anything, I mean, I don't know, I, I don't know, like, a whole lot about him, to be honest, but he hasn't done anything against survivors or against women or against yeah. you know, queer people. So if you're a, a Mitt Romney person, even though I am left winged and I am a Democrat and I wouldn't have voted for him, would I cancel you out of my life? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. But if it's Trump, you know, who is completely against me, <laughs> who is completely against my identity um, and, you know, people that I know's identity, I knows, I know, <laughs> um, then yeah, that is a different thing, you know? So I think it just depends on the extent and the situation. Um, even, even if it is, you know, the situation where they're like, oh, I like what he's done with the economy, which is, yeah. you know, kind of like, Ugh. but, <laughs> you know, that's still like, well, you, you're buying the whole potato, you know? <laughs> right, exactly. exactly. I, I know that's not a saying. I don't know what I, I just know. said. I <laughs> know, I totally get what you're saying. I think it's, this is, again, sort of unrelated and a tangent, but I think the thing is that Republicans are willing to vote policies over candidate. They're willing yeah. to be like, I think Trump is a jackass, and he says awful things, but I like his policies, which I'm like, well, his policies are also shit, but, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, whereas Democrats, we're willing to sacrifice the policies and I actually, I don't think this applies to Gen Z. I think mm-hmm. this applies to uh, boomers Democrat. and millennials, yeah. um, Democrats. Uh, they're more interested in liking the person they're voting for than yeah. necessarily the economic or social policies that that person promotes, which is how yeah. you end up like mediocre uh, individuals like Biden. <laughs> <laughs> or rather, okay, I don't know if he's a mediocre individual. Uh, a very nice man with mediocre policies like Biden. <laughs> You're compliment sandwiching him, you yeah. know? And, yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I would say that goes for Obama, who I think had, like, not his policies weren't that great, but he was such a fantastic human being uh, yeah. and like, a radiant leader. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I don't I, I do agree with, you know, that, that sort of idea. I do think that there are a lot of candidates and a lot of politicians on the Democrat side who have good ideas and, you know, like, are strong. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I am an Obama lover to the end. Yeah. As <laughs> I, am I. As am I. Um, but I totally get it, you know. Um, and I do think that it is a little selfish for Republicans. And, I mean, I'm not speaking for all Republicans yeah. because – um, as we've seen, there have been a few Republicans who like voted against him in the impeach- impeachment. I think there was one, and that was Mitt Romney. So, <laughs> but um, 
you know, like that, not all Republicans, but um, I think it's selfish of, of the people who do that um, to pick a policy that benefits them directly um, mm. and then vote against, you know, an entire community of people, you mm. know, because that really is what it is. Yeah. Um, I, I was just like cleaning out my phone gallery and I saw like all of my like political Instagram story posts <laughs> and it, one was like, if um, like I'm a woman, a vote for Trump is a, a vote against me. Mm-hmm. I'm like Latinx, a vote for Trump is a vote against me. And it was like multiple, you know, I'm queer, a vote against Trump is a vote against me. I'm a survivor, a vote against Trump. You know, it was like a million, a million things, yeah. you know, that, you know, I mean, like what what more is there to be said (laughs) you know like would you go up to someone who is a part of the those communities and a part of those um yeah like groups of people and confidently say like oh I voted for Trump you know like would you really (laughs) you know if if your child was one of them if your child or if you're even if you're a relative or a friend or a coworker, would you really like 1000% be confident enough to be like hey, by the way, I voted for Trump, you know? So I do think that it is a little relevant to cancel, you know? <laughs> you it, know? Is, it is, but I, <laughs> it is, and I say this, I do have family members who are Trump supporters, and I do struggle with this, because yeah. n- not only are they my family, but also, uh, you know, they're close to half the population. Yeah, no, I know, it's crazy. <laughs> No, it, it, it really is. And it's like, what what do you do in that situation? And like, how do you continue your relationship with them? And uh, confidently, you know, like, I don't think I would be able to, um, you know, just like look someone in the eye and be like, oh, you know, thanks. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, what would you say to someone like that? Thanks for voting against all of my rights. Love yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like my entire identity, you know. (laughs) It does say a lot about, you know, like how they prioritize you, you know. Yeah, it's it's interesting. (laughs) I feel like this is going to be a question that comes up again and again because it's certainly something that I'm always turning on in the back of my head. Yeah. No, no, definitely. You don't turn your head. You, yeah, you know what? That was a bad analogy, but you know what I'm saying. No, but you think about it a lot. Yeah. No. Yeah, it's crazy. I think we're gonna need to wrap this up. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> so, I mean, again, this is a topic we could go on and on about, but I yeah, it might be a good time to wrap it up. Um, thank you, everyone, <laughs> for, yeah, for sticking. Thanks for listening. Yeah. And ask your friends. Ask your family. Ask the person on the bus next to you, which hopefully you're six feet apart from. Uh, yeah. We're in purple tier California. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Ask them about cancel culture. Have a conversation. I had a lovely conversation with my housemate today about it. Um, So talk to someone. Have the conversation. Um, And then also follow us on social media. Yeah. (laughs) At the Z Time Chat. Z-E-A. T-I-M-E. Oh, yes. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure you weren't having like a brain part about it. But um, yeah, no, definitely follow us on everything. Um, our next episode will be eventually. Um, <laughs> we we never have like a set date and time for the, these things, but 
Um, yeah, our, our next episode is going to be most likely on violence against women. So that's going to be a fun conversation. <laughs> um, be sure to look out for that and have a great day. Thank you. Catch you later. Catch you later. <laughs>